Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Popcorn Talk Network. For the online broadcast network that features movie discussion, news, and interviews, press one. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. From the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network for movie talk, and the schmoes know, this is Marvel Movie News, bringing you the most up-to-date discussion and commentary within the Marvel Universe. Excelsior to your merry Marvelites! Welcome back to our 24th show of the year, 2015, 41 Hmm. and all. Uh, We are the Marvel Movie News, coming to you live from the Danger Room, where we tell you all the news from all the studios and why you should be as excited as we are. How am I doing so far? That's okay. Solid. okay. Solid. Yeah. Subscribe to us on iTunes at Marvel Movie News or find us through the Popcorn Talk Network. Uh, YouTube forward slash Popcorn Talk Network. You can also find us through the Popcorn Talk's website, popcorntalknetwork.com. I feel pretty good about this. I think so, I finally got so, it down. Follow us on Twitter at Marvel News PTN. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook forward slash Marvel News Show. Uh, make sure that you thumbs up us on YouTube. Keeps us coming back to you. Leave us some nice, great five-star reviews on iTunes, and Koi will uh, do his best to not butcher your name every it's a, week. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. <laughs> it's a whole little game that we play. And guys, if you'll tweet the link out to our show telling people about the live chat, Jonathan in the booth will retweet you. Isn't that right, John Ar- Janarvis? Mm. Yes. 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 That is very much right. <laughs> uh, I'm at... I'm Wow, I can't even you say just my name. live man. on Twitter now. Yeah. I'm at Matt Key. I'm at Key. Uh, I'm at the Matt Key, and we've got Alan here. What's a... Uh, I am at Sizzler Kistler. That's S I Z Z L E R K I S T L E R. And uh, Koi. And I'm Koi Jandro at C O Y J A N D R E A U. We thought we got rid of one of me's. He came back. He no. came back. He's back. There's three still. No. Whoa. For a week, there was only two. One day, there will be only one. You're Trinity oh, Lad. He's just, yeah. I said I was like Jamie Madroxing so yeah. hard, man. Trinity Lad. <laughs> there, there can be only one. One day. Uh, well, apologies, guys, but uh, Meredith is actually still out uh, sick. She was killed by Thomas the Train. <laughs> She like she couldn't take it. Like the tank engine got through to her, and uh, I mean, we spoiler early spoiler, but we all saw that moment when it came out of the house. So that must yeah, have been quite dramatic. That, that, she's like going to bed every night, thinking like that's a possibility <laughs> now. Like, oh, what if movies are real? <laughs> terrifying movie. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, we've got uh, we've got a little bit of Deadpool stuff to talk about today. Civil War, Jessica Jones, and of course Ant Man, which we're going to get to later. And by the way, guys, when we get to Ant Man, we're going to be talking spoilers. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm but, sorry. We've we've put it later in the show so you can catch up on almost all the news so right. you don't miss anything. Right. We're keeping Ant Man towards the end. Yeah. So there's only two little things to talk about after that, but uh, it will be it's going to be a spoiler. We'll wave at you. We'll make sure that you know when we're talking about it. But uh, yeah, just be warned if you haven't seen it yet and you don't want it to spoil be spoiled. Uh, that's what we're going to be doing. So, uh, but first, let's go over to Sony with some quick little Spider-Man news. Uh, Deadline reported on Thursday that John Francis Daly and Jonathan M. Goldstein uh, uh, are going to be they're up for uh, the writing uh, Spider-Man. 
Spider-Man reboot. Yeah. I don't know if that means all three of them that they're planning on, or if just I think the first one. On how the one does. Probably, but I think very we bold to be like, hey, "There's three movies, and your credits are such classics as <laughs> Vacation." I'm so worried. Uh, I'm I mean, I'm not. I trust I'm Marvel. Not. I do. I trust Marvel. Uh, but the screenwriters, I did not like. Uh, what was that magic movie they did? Um, Steve Carell, Jim Carrey. Oh, uh, The Incredible Wor- Bert oh, Wonderstone. Bert Wonderstone. People yeah. like that. I didn't see it, so I don't know. Exhibit A. I didn't hear anything about it when it came out, really. Exhibit it just it came and went like a magician. <laughs> but I just, I but Steve Carell was in it, right? He was. And Jim Carrey. It was, I mean, and, there were moments of... Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, you see every movie. So I do. You're, it's a problem. No, it's not a problem. I think it's fantastic. It's I kind of a problem. It's, it's a <laughs> I bit saw of a Selfless last night because Ryan <laughs> yeah. Reynolds was in it, and that was a weird move on my part. Is it good? It was fun. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't... Uh, see it if you have free time and free money. There's my review. Everyone's free money. Everyone's got free money. Uh, yeah, so the, these guys, uh, they did the, they actually directed the upcoming Vacation reboot, but mm-hmm. they also wrote it. And it does look funny. Vacation looks it really does, strong. It does look funny, and it looks like it pays, like, really good homage to the original, yeah. uh, like, with that one scene where, like, he's flirting with the girl in the car, and then he, she gets hit. Yep. Like, that's... There's a lot of great nods just yeah. in the trailers. I'm excited yeah. for Vacation a lot. I, but I there am. are past credits. What were the other ones we had? Uh, the only two that I know that I have written down here are Horrible Bosses 2 and Incredible Bert, Bert Wonderstone. I rest my case. So I loved Horrible Bosses One. Somehow Horrible Bosses Two felt like someone trying to spoof Horrible Bosses One, but in like a feature length setting, oh, and it was very that's odd. unfortunate. It happens often with comedy sequels. Yeah, though. Like Hangover Two just being like a oh, shot God. for shot, whatever that was. Uh, well, but it's again we're seeing like a trend here of them pulling in comedians. It's great, and co- like so. Yeah. Like, we've got John Watts directing. Yep, he's a a more comedic director uh, who can handle more mature stuff, but like. Comedy is, a, is very strong at his core. Well, they had that like comedy panel on Amazing Spider-Man Two, where they had a lot of comedians, like great comedians, writing mm-hmm. his jokes, which mm-hmm. I thought was brilliant. So I hope, oh, yeah. like, hope there's something like, like if T.J. Miller just comes in and talks to Spider-Man oh, for God. a while, like I want some of that, and that'd be great. He he and Chris Hardwick were so funny yeah. at the Fox panel at Comic Con. Oh theme. my God, it was killing me. If you guys have not seen the Fox panel and you're not averse to strong language, <laughs> I highly suggest that you go find that and on YouTube. References. And oh my God, it was killing me. Uh, but I do like the idea that it's comedy writer. Uh, yeah. That's exciting. And that says a lot for the tone they're going for. And they've said, like, John Hughes movie. They've said a lot yeah. about, like, what... Like, John Hughes is a superhero movie in yeah. high school. Yeah, I love it. So I'm excited. I take it back. I, I talked myself out of being upset. Dude, that's... Now I'm excited. No, we, talk, we talked you out we of it. I'm talked glad. in a loop. Here we are. Yeah. Excited. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see it. Like, you know, I'm like, maybe we'll get, like, a 16 Candles or a... You know... <laughs> 16 Candles Spider-Man? <laughs> yeah, that would be great. <laughs> If only James Spader likes me better. Amazing. <laughs> Can Judd Nelson just be like Uncle Oh, he's, ben? A, he's the principal. That'd be fantastic. They're like the Spider-Man, the Human Torch are in detention. <laughs> Doctor Doom is keeping them after school. We can't use Doctor Doom. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, <laughs> the Red Skull. Oh, Sony. No, Sony couldn't. But Marvel could license the Red Skull. I would I'm love, sure. Now that so. I'm thinking about it, I would love Judd, Judd Nelson in the Marvel universe somewhere. Just yeah. like no, as like sense. a failed. He could be. He could be Leapfrog. Oh, that'd be fantastic. What? He passes the mantle on to Frogman. He's a diehard Chuck Palahniuk fan, like diehard. And uh, he's like a friend of a friend of a friend. And whenever I see him, we have this amazing moment where we have like this book club where we compare all of like Chuck Palahniuk notes. Nice. Oh, years. nice. And the idea of him just like darkly brooding in a Marvel movie makes me so happy. Let's do it, society. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, would they, would they, they wouldn't be Breakfast Club. They would be like... Uh... Like what? What club? What could they, they do? Like, it's John Husey. Like that's. Interesting. I don't know. It's really interesting. Yeah. Pretty in pink. It's just like Mary Jane, like <laughs> gallivanting. This uh, is what happens week after week, man. You guys. Yeah. 
uh, so that's it for Sony. Like, I mean, that's not a lot of news, but it is it is cool to see. Like, it kind of establishes what exactly, or they it reaffirms what they're going for. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like we are trying to make this a funny movie, somewhat lighthearted, you know. Which which to me also means like they're going for the ultimate Spider Man. Like, Ultimate Spider Man is a lot like that too. Well, so. Dick, I mean, Ditko's a little. I think they're going like a Ditko ultimate amalgamation because they're talking about having them in high school, and I keep picturing like those Sandman issues and I mean, like, all that stuff. Well, and- also, Ultimate Spider-Man when Bendis and, and Bagley rocked that, they were making it in a way a throwback to, to the Stanley Ditko yeah. era, the Stanley John Romita era. That issue thirteen is still one of the best Spider-Man issues of all time. And he doesn't it's show genius. up. It's, it's beautiful. It's Which genius. one is that one? It's the one where he reveals to Mary Jane that he's Spider-Man. Oh, so and good. Spider-Man doesn't show Love up once. There's not a panel of it. It's nah, beautifully no. written. It's, yeah, I mean Bendis really knocked it out of the park with that series. Uh, the Gibbon guy on our live chat says Judd uh, Nelson equals Dormammu. <laughs> Yes. yes. <laughs> the principal of the school is Judd Nelson as Dormammu. Yeah. Uh, so let's phase jump. Phase 7 is going to get that way. Phase seven. We're in phase 7 is going to be so contrived and everyone's a superhero just like shrugging. Peter the... Parker's day off. I like it, Terry oh, Wilson. I like yes. it. I like it. That is really good. Yeah. 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 I'll take it, yeah. Like, he steals the fantastic car and accidentally goes into the negative zone. <laughs> like, he backs out of the garage and smashes right, right. it and goes into the negative zone. Right, comes back, no fantastic car, but a Spider-Mobile. Isn't Ooh, the fantastic, I mean, board. the Spider-Man mobile rumored to come back with Dan Slott's, uh... It is. Oh, it's totally coming back. Dan, Dan is a friend of mine, and one of the things that we share is a love of the Spider-Mobile. As, as I think... That's a bold love, sir. You know, I think, I think many... <laughs> bold love. It's like Greg Weissman, who did the spectacular Spider-Man cartoon. He won't tell anyone what would have happened in Young Justice Season 3 after it got canceled. <laughs> but he did tell me that had spectacular Spider-Man not been canceled. Season 3, Spider-Mobile. Wow. People love it. I, There's I, a market. I just cannot get behind the Spider-Mobile. Because it's it so ridiculous. It's so... That's, it's so dumb. It's that's, so Adam that's why It's so like that. It's, it Spider-Man, really it's Spider-Man trying to be cool and failing. And that's what's fun about it. That it's not yeah, meant I'm, to be taken right. seriously. Well, I, wait, wasn't the Spider-Buggy in uh, Old Man Logan too, right? Yeah. It was like a huge oh, plot yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. that's how they got across the country or something like that, right? I can't remember. Yeah. It's a weird world we live in. <laughs> anyway, let's jump over to Fox real quick. Uh, X-Men Apocalypse. Uh, Brian Singer tweeted out a pic of Cairo and Ruins. Uh, I mean, it's not really news. We know that like the world's going to come to a lot of destruction, but the fact it's, that it's, it's Cairo... Called, it's called Apocalypse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, the name says it all, really, Matt Key. Uh, but uh, no, I, I just thought it was fun. Like, it's uh, it's cool. And like... Uh, I don't know. Like maybe maybe this is what happens. Like Apocalypse discovers Storm and he like attacks Cairo and kidnaps Storm or something. Well, or? let's let's remember Storm's origin uh, about our claustrophobia. Oh yeah, because oh, uh, wonder, yeah. Oh, so if they're going to do anything with that, under, yeah, right? So for starts. folks who don't know, Storm, um, she's actually an American citizen. She was born in America. Her her father uh, was an American citizen. Her mother is Kenyan. They went to Egypt, and then while they were in Egypt, a plane crashed, mm-hmm. and the building collapsed and it killed her parents and she survived but from that incident the the trauma left her with claustrophobia yeah and then she grew up debilitating claustrophobia and she grew up in the streets for a while as a thief at one point actually picked charles xavier's pocket and uh then a couple years later when her mutant power started emerging she went off to kenya found her mother's people and that's when her powers really emerged, and she found out she was apparently from a long line of weather witches. And, and she became like sort of like a goddess. Right, she became the Wind Rider. Yeah. Uh, which originally they said, oh, she worships them. She's worshipped as a goddess. And then later writers very nicely said, okay, they're, 
Kenny is not that far out of like yes. modern technology yes. and everything. Thank like you. they and and brought up like no, they didn't literally think she was a goddess. They thought she was blessed by you know great great power of the earth. Yeah. And they paid her respect as a goddess would have been paid because they just respected how she used her powers. Yeah. It wasn't literal. Either way, she was like that for a few years as Wind Rider yeah. before Xavier uh, recruited her. So we could very easily be seeing that that backstory with Storm. Do you think the Storm didn't do that though? Do you think she no, didn't do the Storm? No, I think if, Apocalypse would do destruction, right? Or or just a plane crash happens because the world's uh, a dangerous yeah. place. That is true. That is true. Uh, well, yeah, I'm excited about that. And also, we don't have these pictures up, but like they just released like some high def images from the movie. Like it's the same stuff that they released last week, but it's just higher definition that happened today. So you can go find those things if you want to. Uh, yeah. So uh, Deadpool, real quick. Not any real news, but. Uh, our, uh, our our friend uh, Audrey Kearns, who runs Geek Girl Authority, has a, a podcast called Neil Before Odd, where she uh, interviewed one of the two writers for Deadpool, Rhett Reese, and uh, we, we asked him a couple questions, or I asked him a couple questions through her, uh, one of them being, what was it like to write the fourth wall, and how did that yeah. go? And uh, then the other one being, why did he choose Ajax over like T-Ray or... I don't know. Hit Monkey? I mean, because... <laughs> Dude, the sequel. If Dude, Hit Monkey Netflix Hit Monkey series. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, Netflix. If you listen to our show, which, why wouldn't you? Uh, <laughs> Hit Monkey. Hit Monkey. Hit Monkey. Uh, why, so, why wouldn't you listen? Why wouldn't you listen to us, Netflix? Listen to us. Uh, anyway, on the podcast, uh, he said something that I thought was interesting, where he said, uh, talking about why they chose Ajax over all the other villain possibilities... He said uh, he had a a sadistic quality and his imperviousness to pain and what that implied about him. Just the fact that someone doesn't feel pain maybe doesn't really feel anything at all. So he's like this emotionless killing machine who doesn't feel anything at all. He's a Terminator. Yeah. Yeah. And I just thought that was interesting because we've also, like, if you've seen the trailer, then you know, like, Deadpool, like, Wade Wilson actually has feelings. Like, he's, like, actually in love with this Vanessa chick and, you know, like... There's that one part at the beginning of the trailer where he says something like, um, just do right by me so I can do by, be, do right by someone else. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, he's like in love with this chick and he's trying to make himself better. And yeah, then he I runs that was into an interesting this interesting way to set the trailer up, like actually showing yeah. Deadpool as a dude, like in the cancer. I never expected them to go that way, personally. Yeah. I didn't expect because to see a moment of him in like the x ray. That was really yeah. cool. Yeah. I mean, it, it is, as we got to know more of the story, Mark, Mark Wade first started touching that vein of that there was a tortured soul there. Mm-hmm. And then Joe Kelly just really exploded it when he did the first Deadpool series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was this great, especially in, in Deadpool issue zero, mm-hmm. or uh, minus one, rather, the flashback issue. Where where you see that there was a tortured, dark, kind of, you know, sarcastically funny guy who then became nuts. Mm-hmm. And part of that nuts, part of that madness is is protection. Yeah. From from not dealing with what terrible things have happened to him. Yeah. He's well, just yeah. like running away. Like, you know, I mean, how how can you deal with the fact that like you get decapitated and then your body then gets yeah, itself just back, back together? Yeah, you know, he's immortal, but but in constant pain. Yeah. And instead of dealing with like Wolverine being a grumpy, he's yeah. the opposite. Like he's. Yeah. Out. I love that they handle his character. I love that they flesh him out more and more. Like Dugan and, and Passane's run. Oh yeah, with yeah, his daughter and everything was was, was, I was great. Yeah. Not expecting to enjoy that that much. Great. And the good, the bad, and the ugly. When he finds those mutants that are all like deformed and rotting because of his need, like it's so. Yeah. Read. Yeah. Read comics. Read Deadpool. Yeah. Read, Read Deadpool. Deadpool. Read Deadpool. Uh, Maybe I, not I, the first miniseries. Yeah, what, like yeah. The, the first one before Joe took over. Uh, no, no, because no, there were two miniseries before Joe took over. 
There were there was the first miniseries with uh, Joey Mad, and then there was he was he was still basically just a mercenary, like yeah, just a really cool yeah. mercenary. And at it that was point, just right? like was oh just look, Black Tom. Yeah, it was just like oh look, Black Tom Cassidy is a tree. And and then the second miniseries was when Mark Wade wrote that mini. Yeah, and because Mark Wade's brilliant, we started touching into real character stuff. You found out he ran to Banshee when they were both younger. Yeah, and then Joe Kelly did the main series. Yeah. No, the main series was a lot of fun. So good. good Those good, first 25 yeah. issues, yeah. that's a solid it's crazy arc. How they went from being like, we're a spoof character, like shamelessly ripping off something, to like a character with an odd amount of heart for the way he started. Like they really yeah. developed something from nothing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, now, I, I do want to go back, jump back to Apocalypse real quick because I forgot to say this. Uh, we had a lot of people tweeting at us uh, about how awful Apocalypse looks mm-hmm. uh, in the pictures, and he does, to be fair. He looks terrible. Like he does. <laughs> I, I mean, he looks. He looks like Ivan Ooze, which so, is what everyone keeps saying. So I'm justifying this in my brain, though, because this movie does take place in the 80s. Right. Perhaps Apocalypse just doesn't hasn't left the 70s yet. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> Mutant Fever. He's just rocking it out. Like this. This it, is a cool cat. It, apocalypse. It's it, it certainly like his costume does have a bit of like 80s flair to it, which which I think might be a mistake if that is indeed the case. But I will say. Uh, I don't think that that's what Apocalypse is going to look like. No, they're going to well, augment CGI. He's, he's like gonna he's going to be so augmented. He's going to be like he's going to be so much bigger. Mm-hmm. And the colors are bright. I think I like muddy those down. He's yeah, a gray gonna, mutant. Why is he purple or blue? No, here's here because they're going to like do so much color correction in there. Like they've got to make the colors pop now so that they can play with the colors in post yeah like that's what they're going to end up doing like apocalypse in the pictures is going to not look anything like he does but, in the finished film no we've gone through this with so many movies the first time we were the seeing first image we're in shock and yeah we're the like, first the first hugh jackman in a costume image we we're like really that looks kind of lame yeah. and then you watch the movie like oh with the lighting and the direction and the context it works yeah exactly the only costume i've seen him was like yes deadpool the only time I would yeah, be like, yeah, exactly. that's perfect. Yeah. And that's not yeah. common. So I, I have full faith. I'm excited. I, yes. I just felt like we should mention that it does right and, now look like crap. And no, it looks it looks very <laughs> Power Rangers-like now, which I know everyone has said, but that's because it's true. It's true. Like, you can't yeah. you can't run away from that. It looks like a Power Ranger, but... It will get better. It's going to get so much better. And there have been a, a few people who have tweeted at us, like, many, other, like, many, like, people. many people, like, <laughs> where it's like the images have been doctored and stuff like that. And it's... He's. I think he's going to look great. And plus, we already know that one of his powers, because uh, Oscar Isaac's talked about it, is that he can grow and shrink and manipulate his molecules mm-hmm. and all of that other stuff. So much like, like Ant Man. <laughs> exactly like. Yes. And what's funny is that Apocalypse is going to go into the quantum realm, and he's going to see. We keep the spoilers for later. Oh, you're right. Sorry. Oh man. I hope I didn't ruin anything for people. Uh, anyway, I just wanted to address that real quick because some people have been. Uh, uh, frustrated by that, and yes. I, I don't think that that's gonna that is nowhere close to what the finished product. No, I, I, like. I, I still I have I still have I still have lots of hope for X Men. And and by the way, like Quicksilver, when we first saw Quicksilver, we all were we were all like, whoa, what a tool. But it ended up being great, and it was yeah. one of the best scenes it from that incredible. movie. Well, so. Also, they just played in the fact of he looks like a tool because he is a tool. Yeah, entertainingly so. Yeah. And like his first appearance we saw him in was in a Jack in the Box commercial. Which do you remember that? Like, oh the first yeah. Time, and I was like, what are they doing? That was and terrible. And then they showed him, and I was like, wow. He no, no, no. It was Carl's Junior. Carl's Junior. That's right. Because yeah, Carl, Carl's Junior has terrible marketing. I'm going to say this just in general. <laughs> they have terrible. When it's not sexist, it's just awful. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, two virgins of yeah. pick yeah. your point. <laughs> yeah, uh, Super Finch. I want to. I want to call out what you just said, which is that I can't wait for them to CGI the tattoos off the Joker and. <laughs> 
as a devout Joker fan, thank you. <laughs> That's too funny. Uh, all right. So, oh, uh, Thomas, uh, Thomas Z- Zelenka says that that spoiler ruined his childhood. So, <laughs> well, Thomas, well. I apologize. I did not mean to ruin your in, the entirety people, of your. A couple childhood. people are asking what's a quantum realm. Your parents will explain it to you when you're older. <laughs> uh, we will be getting to quantum realm stuff uh, in a bit. So a proton so, and neutron love each other very much. Yeah. <laughs> They 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 make a little electron, they make a little sweet realm. little electron. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Captain America, we're going to jump over to Marvel now. Uh, Captain America: Civil War. We're going to get our first look at the film at a D twenty three. Very exciting. So not a surprise, but it's still exciting. Not a surprise, and we we kind of thought that they were probably going to do that. So we're yeah. like, when the press release came out, and was like, hey, guess what? We're going to be doing. We're like, oh. Okay, the surprise. Yeah, that's why uh, we all the, bought tickets. Yeah, the cool. Disney Con is going to have stuff for Disney-owned movies. Uh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Get right out of town, Disney. <laughs> uh, so I, I will say, uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and maybe I have the minority opinion, but I am disappointed that Marvel wasn't at Comic Con to show this off, and I think it's a bad move to be like, "Hey, it's a D23. What's up?" I think it's but, a. They already get enough crap for being like Disney's taking over. I don't think it was a smart move either, but I. Still, it's a good business move to get people to go to D twenty three. It's a, it's a good move for that, but it, it, honestly, like it's it's probably a smart move for them. Yeah, but in I, some ways, because it does force people to go to D twenty three, which is something that they're trying to make a bigger deal. Right, but it does so feel I guess that from a comic perspective, exactly because like people are going to show up to Captain America: Civil War regardless of if it's at oh, yeah. Comic Con. Like right. It already we has already, its money built. We already in. know we're all going to go see it regardless of its presence right. at Comic Con. So, uh, but it is still just like, oh, but I want to go. I want to see something. Now I've got to go. I've got to go to D twenty three. Okay, and turn into Mickey Mouse. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I did that, but uh, uh, also staying with Civil War, uh, Martin Freeman discussed uh, his role. It's the first time he's really said anything um, about it. Uh, but he says about the role, uh, here's the quote, uh, he, whoever he's playing, he works for the American government. He works in conjunction with the superheroes and certain agencies that help to tame the superpowers, uh, superheroes power. So you're not quite sure which side he's on. It looks a little bit like he's playing one game when actually he's playing another. It's the kind of character I like because it's ambiguous and because you know, you don't know whether he's good or bad. So to me, that sounds like Norman Osborn. See, oh no way! He's Norman Osborn. But it sounds like it. I hope to, he's not because to, I think of I, I like Martin Freeman. He's not my Norman yeah. Osborn. But the way that sounds like Thunderbolts. See that to me actually sounds like uh, if he's not Everett K. Ross, which was my initial guess. God, I would love for him to be Everett Ross. But if he's not Everett Ross, then I would get that sounds to me like Henry Peter Gyrick. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm thinking is that he's Gyrick. So f- for those of you but, who don't know, like Gyrick, uh, he he first appeared in the 1980s, and he was basically a liaison between the Avengers and the government, and he was and he of, was a jerk. Yeah, he was he there was to put a, a leash on the jerk. Avengers. Yeah. He told them you're not allowed to have too many members. Oh, that's he true. That's he great... made them. Well, he he uh, recruited Falcon into the Avengers without telling them because he wanted minority representation, and yeah. they liked Falcon. They just didn't like being told who was their members. Well, and they had to kick out Hawkeye to do it. Right, exactly. Yeah. And and he he had a lot of clashes with the Avengers about procedure, yeah. about uh, whether they were following in his mind the government. They had a call, they had to always get clearance to fly anywhere around the world. Right, yeah, like he had them under his thumb. Right, and I hope it's Gyrick. Now there wrong. there was sort of a version of Gyrick. That was in the X-Men movies, because yeah. Gyrick has had a lot of uh, experience with the X-Men movies. But yeah. 
he's sort of a gray area character, and actually they might have a loophole anyway because when Gyrick showed up in X Men, they misspelled his name in the credits. Oh, they did. Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice that. So you could actually, legally speaking, use that as a loophole <laughs> if you wanted to use Gyrick in the Marvel Studios films. That's funny. I'm, I'm just maybe saying. they had yeah. to uh, spell it. Like maybe there was some sort of like clause or something. That's interesting. That I just I I will say like I he is too much of a uh, sort of like waffly sort of like hmm who kind of character than I ever saw Gyrick. Gyrich being like mm-hmm. or Gyrich like Gyrich well, that, is just but like, he is an actor so I, I would like to see him play if he can definitely do a like he was uh, there was a movie called Dedication yeah where he was just a smarmy bastard and and so I can he can definitely play like smarmy sort of double dealing you give him yeah. some tinted sunglasses like he can he can rock that do you think we'll get a, but I also Gyrich did eventually redeem himself so oh yeah. yeah yeah do you think we'll get Iron Fist casting a D23 no I want it Dude, I want it too, but they like we don't Daniel Dick him. Like I don't even think they know how to do the show yet. Like the last I heard, like I remember reading they're something. To get the tone. Yeah, I remember reading about like. Well, I remember reading something like six weeks ago about how like they're trying to figure out like how to do the supernatural stuff. Like, yeah. and apparently like Marvel and Netflix are like, um, they they threaded it well through Daredevil. Yeah. They did, but like it it seems like there's kind of like there's something going on at Mar- between Marvel and Netflix on that particular show mm. where they're a bit at odds. Yeah, it's fair. This so, shouldn't be that hard. Ken Lun is one of the easier things to deal with, in my you opinion. You would think so, but it, it like I don't know. That's what like that's what Let's I read. Make his and, fist glow. Well, no, I think it's like the whole mystical yeah, element of yeah. how he got the iron fist and like having that's to defeat easy. the, the dragon easy. Shulao and all that stuff. They're so. overthinking it. Maybe so. I don't know. I'm just Netflix. Saying. Let's talk. <laughs> Netflix. Still, you're still listening, right? You're still Netflix. listening, right? I mean, I mean, why would you not? I mean, come on, come on. They're they're very. There are very easy ways to streamline the Iron Fist thing to fit into the the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This yeah, is not I, that hard. I don't I don't think we're going to get any sort of casting news for that until later this year, like much later this year. I would I would be surprised. I'll say that based on what I've heard so and read. So, uh, but Giving it would guy be wants cool. Wants to know if you think they'll do Doctor Strange concept art. Probably. I mean, cool. we, they've already yeah. shown they showed it at like that Cine Europe thing. Oh, that's right. So I would imagine that they're going to show it here. Uh, and hopefully I can get into the D23. Yeah. Like, I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> so, Cons, man. Uh, man, they're the worst. They're so impossible. Uh, it's like, hey, we want to give you free press. Oh, you don't want it? Okay. I'll just be over here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. two towns over. Yeah, I'll be, a, I'll be about an hour north just wishing I could see that really awesome Doctor Strange stuff. Better than being in La Jolla during Comic-Con, sir. <laughs> I broke my spirit. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right, look. Uh, we are going to now go talk about Ant-Man. Is that all the news? Yeah, well, no, yeah, it's, it's under Civil War over oh, there. Yeah, look at that. Sorry, guys. You sure you don't you want, don't want to Wait. talk about someone's haircut first? Do we want to do all that and then and get then, to Ant-Man? Yeah, let's, the let's, keep, let's keep Ant-Man in the That's very fine. end. That we'll, that we'll do Ant-Man at the very end. Yeah. You're right, you're right. So uh, we're going to jump to television real quick uh, where uh, Chloe Bennett chopped all of her hair off. Oh, my God. Quick. It's not really news, but it... It's not news. No, but dude, dude, dude. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm excited Continue. to see Quake. I'm excited sure. to see like uh like the short haircut Quake. I'm just, I'm excited about that. I think that's gonna be cool. Like I don't know. When Jennifer Lawrence got a haircut, it was trending on CNN. Wait, well, was it really? CNN. Yeah, th- there was like world news about her haircut and I was oh, like that's funny. Oh idiocracy, we live in you. Yeah. C- CNN is as a good website and what's, what's <laughs> on what but what's on the actual channel is embarrassing Very, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Uh yeah, so like I know it's not a big deal, but like I'm I am excited 
as a fan of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. to see Quake with short hair. Following your lead, CNN. Look at this hair news. <laughs> It's not hair news to me. It's like it's we're getting that. Like is we're that a subgenre of news? Hair news. Hair news. Is that what we called the Rachel cut back in the nineties? Remember that? Big deal. When everyone was oh, talking was... about Rachel's haircut on Friends. I had a man bun for a movie. I, did. I mean, I get you. It's a hair news. I just I just get a haircut every six weeks. That's just I don't. I don't like... I'm getting one done later today. Oh, you're is, be that, so is handsome. that news? It's gonna be huge is that news? news. It's gonna be huge news. It's going to break the internet. going to be at Floyd's. <laughs> uh, so we've got that. And then uh, on Netflix, real quick, we've got uh, Jessica Jones, real quick. It's not, again, this isn't news. But it's, it's but a it's good cool. endorsement. It's, it's a good really endorsement. Cool. This is more news than hair. <laughs> You're such a dick. Get out. <laughs> Get out. Why did I invite you on the show? Get out of here, Sizzler. Uh, so... Uh, Bendis, who created uh, Jessica Jones in the uh, miniseries uh, Alias, well, not miniseries, but like the smaller kind of more contained it, series. It had, a number, it had a couple dozen issues. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a dozen. Uh, 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 he created it through Alias Jessica Jones. Uh, he loves the show. He says uh, he says he's seen the first couple episodes. Um, and his direct quote is: "The show is good. I've seen the first couple episodes, and because I didn't work on it directly, I can say this with." With full no ego fanfare, I loved it. And believe me, I was going to be the hardest on it, harder than any of you. Jessica's part of my DNA. A bad Jessica Jones show would have hurt me deeply. And and, and no, Bendis it. Bendis is not someone to to give false praise on that yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah, like he he and uh, uh, Dan Slott were asked to watch the Spider Man musical when it was being put together. Oh God. And they flat out told, like, look, this is a bad idea. This is, <laughs> yeah. Don't ask us to be honest here. Yeah, yeah like, this please. is, this is, you're doing it wrong. And they're like, well, we hear you. We're going to do our own thing. And then uh, what happened? <laughs> what happened? I, the night I went to see Spider-Man the musical. You've seen it. Oh, oh I yes. See I saw, it. I saw both versions because there was the original version mm-hmm. and then they fired Julie uh, Taymor. Taymor. And, they Francisco Aguirre uh, Sacasa rewrote and and redid parts of it, which is a great choice to do that because he is a Broadway dude, and he's a theater yeah. guy, and he does comics. But the 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 first night I went to see it, um, it was during previews. Hugh, Hugh Jackman was sitting four rows ahead of me, <laughs> and I really wanted at intermission to be able to like have the clout uh, to go up to him and say. So worse than Wolverine Origins? Because <laughs> I say yes. It was ridiculous, and and they were what was what saved me was that there were children around me who were just could not deal with this. Like there's this one maybe eight year old girl who just. <sighs> <sighs> There was an eight-year-old girl hating she was, a Spider-Man musical. She was musical. so not down with this. She was just so not down with this. And wasn't there a character named Swiss Miss in that? Yes, she and, was. She was a woman made of many knives. Um, so ridiculous. And, and no, they they introduced the Sinister Six via a supervillain fashion show. Oh. Like they had a runway, oh. and they were announcing like, oh, you know, he's the dispossessed mind of a Nazi who's inhabiting a bee colony. It's Swarm. Like liter- literally. Literally, that's what's happening. And I'm using the correct use of the word literally. You're literally using that's literally correctly? Yes. 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 Fight Club Musical is moving forward. Good. Sorry to put that out there. Uh, Trent Re- Re- Reznor's on music, Czech Polonix helping write, and uh, David Fincher's consulting. So I just wanted to... I, that's I, exciting. I just don't know how I feel about a Fight Club Musical. I don't musical. know how I feel either, but no. a rock opera? I mean, like, Rocky Horror? Like, I, I, I'm out. I'm just going to say I'm one out. more thing. 
there was so actually Dan Slot and I reenacted the musical in a bar one night because we were just so <laughs> we we couldn't deal with how ridiculous it was. But the the possibly the most ridiculous thing, other than the implication that Spider Man kills most of his villains, <laughs> is that when they did the wrestling scene. Where he he's against they use a bone saw instead of the name crusher. Uh, they they have a fake little wrestling stage, and he the the actor came out to wrestle what was just a blow up doll of a wrestler, and so he's picking it up and spinning around, and that's how he was displaying his superhuman strength. And they had a little curtain behind oh, the God. wrestling ring, so a dude was clearly holding the arms of the balloon and trying to like mockingly punch oh, Spider Man. It was I was watching a man fight a balloon. <laughs> oh god. In a show that had spent millions of dollars. I think it took like a million dollars just to run that show every week. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was that was what I was watching in Spider Man Turn Off the Dark. And the next day I couldn't tell you half the songs I'd heard. Out of the brain. Oh, that it's sucks. Lion King. Out of the brain. Well, uh, <laughs> sorry for that rant, everyone. Going back to Jessica Jones. <laughs> oh, that's where we started. Yeah, that's where this started. <laughs> uh, uh, Kristen Ritter. Uh, so he he has another uh, one other quote that I wanted to throw out there. This is, I'm actually more excited for what he says here. He he says Kristen Ritter is so so good. And Michael Coulter, wait until you see Michael Coulter. The casting of Luke Cage, in my opinion, and I have said this to everyone behind the scenes is as strong and spot on as the casting of Tony Stark. It's probably the hardest to cast and they got it perfect. So Interesting. apparently Mike Coulter is Luke Cage, uh, according to Bendis, which I'm excited for. I want a really solid, yeah. really yeah. strong, oh, yeah. you know, Luke Cage. We're going to see him before Black Panther, aren't we? Yeah. 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 Exactly. We're going to see him then later this year. It, yeah. it airs this fall. Because Jessica right, right, Jones, right. I think, comes out this fall. Yeah, like October right. or something. So yeah. yeah, we'll see him soon. And then yeah. I think the, Dare- the Daredevil sequel's uh, season two is filming now, so we'll probably right. see that. We'll probably see that before we see Luke Cage. Oh, his own show, yeah, yeah. I think so I think we'll see Daredevil season two before we see the Luke Cage, but mm-hmm. I think Luke Cage starts filming after Daredevil wraps. So cool! So, so excited. I mean, this is going to be just an interesting show all around. You've, you've yeah. got uh, Jessica Jones herself, who who just whoever thought that she would be on on a live action adaptation before like She Hulk or Captain yeah. Marvel or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so it's, it feels like a weird choice, but, yeah, but like it, I'm excited. That's for why it. it's cool. Yeah. yeah, and and you've also got I mean, and Daredevil on Netflix was so solid. So I'm looking forward to see how this is. Uh, I. Really, I'm curious to see David Tennant as the Purple oh Man. Oh my gosh, that's going to yeah, be David Tennant can play a good bad guy. Oh man, and and unapologetically bad and like and, creepy. Like his, yeah. his, like his role as a uh, Barty Crouch Jr. in Goblet of Fire. Right. Like, I loved. It. I thought no, that was no, great. No, no, like, yeah, I do. It, it's, like, it's, he can. He's it. an actor. Yeah, and he's a Shakespearean. He's, he's a Shakespearean trained actor. Yeah, like when and, they first announced him as Purple Man, like that's the first yeah, thing I, so I was excited. like, I was like, wait, he was Barty Crouch Jr. That's gonna like he was creepy as hell in that film. So yeah, and, I'm and excited then, for and it. Then you've got Luke Cage, and and I kind of want. I kind of want Nicolas Cage to have a cameo. That would be a, because Nicolas Cage named because yeah. Nicolas Cage, Cage took his name after Luke Cage. Right, yeah. that'd be amazing. And I want him to meet Luke Cage and maybe be a fan of his. He should be wearing like, a leather jacket. That's he should the closest we get to Ghost Rider again. Right, like he 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 should be playing himself as Nick oh, yeah, Cage, absolutely. who sees Luke it's Cage and is like, Cage. "Oh my god, I'm such a fan of you. <laughs> Can I have your autograph?" That'd be amazing. Uh, I would love that. So uh, that guy KJ uh, just asked exactly who is Jessica Jones. So. Uh, some of you might know that the original Spider-Woman was Jessica Drew. And Bendis, a while back, when he was still kind of cutting his teeth on Marvel, 
and he wasn't yet playing with uh, Spider-Man and such. And this is like the early 2000s, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he wanted to do a series on Jessica Drew. Last time we'd seen Jessica Drew in the comics, she had lost most of her powers mm-hmm. and was apparently working as a private investigator. So... Brian Michael Bendis wanted to do a series starring Jessica Drew as a private investigator and explore what it is to be a private investigator who used to be a superhero yeah. and still exists in that world even if she doesn't want to. It's very, and, it's kind of similar to what he did with Powers in a lot of ways. Right. So yeah. so Marvel, though, said, no, we don't want you to use Jessica Drew. You know, make up someone else. Uh, you know, make up an original character, and, and that way we don't have to deal with any baggage around her or yeah. anything. And so she, he just made up a new character named Jessica Jones, who looked a little bit different, but then gave her the same backstory. Mm-hmm. So Jessica Jones is is truly one of the first major Marvel retcons, yeah, uh, where we were getting retroactive continuity f- that was affecting comics we'd already seen. So we mm-hmm. were being told that, oh yeah, during these years with the Avengers and stuff, there was this other person, Jessica Jones, who temporarily became this superhero called Jewel, mm-hmm. and she had another name i always forget like night wind night yeah, something i can't remember um but but that she'd been a superhero and she'd had some terrible experiences yeah. she was mind controlled to into By attacking the the, right she she attacked the avengers one time and she got a crap beaten out of her by the avengers cuz they didn't know who she was and she was uh, taken hostage and mind controlled by the Purple Man for a couple of months. I think it was yeah. weeks or months. Yeah, and like, I think it was a couple of months. Yeah, yeah, I think it was a couple of months. And uh, and it just dealt with you know now she was out of that game, but she was still an investigator. And it was very much a noir detective series, yeah. which was great because Marvel wasn't doing anything like that at the time. And on top of that, so rarely do you see a noir detective series starring a woman as yeah. the detective. Yeah, and. Bendis loves Luke Cage, so very quickly, first story arc, Luke Cage is there Mm -hmm. as a friend of Jessica's, who sometimes she messed around with. And then they became much more entrenched Mm -hmm. in each other's lives. They got married. They got married. They had a kid before that. Squirrel Girl's babysitter. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so so Jessica Jones started off as this sort of character who was retroactively tucked into the Marvel Universe history, but and has since become has, this really solid character. In the exact same way that Winter Soldier did. Like, it was yeah. like, hey, we're going to re- like retcon this story and kind of add it back in, and now Winter Soldier is everywhere. Like, he's one of their bigger characters. Yeah, now. and there's a sense that they've always been there. Yeah. And, and also Just with... unseen. Yeah, and also with Jessica Jones, like, we even got retroactively in her past that she went to high school with Peter Parker. She had a giant crush on and him. And had a huge crush on him, and he, like, vaguely remembers... Yeah. Her being in high school, not really. I love it. It's so cool. Avengers, it's yeah. so yeah. fun. Yeah. And it, was, it was way fun. And what I really like, though, is that she's never gone back to a superhero role. She yeah. has remained Jessica Jones. Yeah. So technically, like the, we've never seen her actually be a superhero except in flashback. I, yeah. Well, no. That's like in the, this latest uh, Mighty Avengers run, there were a couple moments that's where like right. she... like exercised her power but it was always in defense it was never like right we're what, gonna go and attack what i'm these saying guys. is she never resumed her superhero life she never exactly. put on the tights again. no she, that like, that i do agree with but right. we do get to see her like oh no you see her it, kick ass yeah, yeah like and that makes it so much more rewarding when she does use her powers because yeah. it's like 
like she doesn't do it and she doesn't like chase after that. Yeah. It's but, a it's a thing of I can stop this fight when I need to and have to. Well it was it was similar to when Dazzler first appeared. Part of what made Dazzler so interesting was she didn't want to freaking be a superhero. She just wanted to make music. Yeah. 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 She just wanted to be in roller skates and be awesome. Yeah. Which she was. Which she was. And and uh if the rumors are true, uh yeah. the, like it Taylor would be so Swift. fun to, if Taylor Swift was Dazzler. Like that would be amazing. I would watch the hell yeah. out of that. Oh my god. I would so watch the hell out of that. I, I, I don't think that that's anywhere close to what's actually going on, like when she took that picture with the cast of X-Men, but uh, that would be pretty freaking cool. Uh, so, uh, anyway, yeah, so that is, that's Jessica Jones. Like, she's, she's she can fly, she's super strong, she got all of her uh, powers from a uh, chemical spill, ac- like, car accident, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, she, she goes on to become, like, a, a private eye and kind of have that uh, noir lifestyle. So, uh, yeah, I hope we answer that. Uh, and also, as uh, Sean Shells points out, Patsy Walker is in the uh, in the show. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I think plays like one of her best friends. Yeah. And, and uh, that's, that's Hellcat. So, uh, anyway, so now we're going to jump to Ant-Man. We're going to talk, we're going to use the last like 20 minutes of the show to talk Ant-Man. And this, these will be spoilers. These so will be spoilers. We're not so talking about anything after Ant-Man. So, so if you haven't seen Ant-Man, you can pause here, go watch Ant-Man, come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your life, go crazy. Yeah, the only thing we're going to handle uh, after this is uh, the iTunes and the shout outs and, uh, the, shout-outs and uh, the Wizard World question of the month, which we haven't been able to address for two weeks. So, that was a good one. That was a good one too. So, uh, so that's all you're going to miss if you have to shut us off now. But this is going to be spoiler spoiler heavy for the rest of the show. So. Uh, Ant Man. Oh, and maybe comic stuff. Someone just asked. We might oh yeah, we're gonna talk. We're probably gonna talk some comic stuff briefly. Too, so. yeah, briefly. Uh, but it'll it'll be it'll just be brief. So uh, uh, you can you can come back and find our show and go to like the last like four minutes of the show and be fine. So anyway, let's start with best moments. Like, what were the best moments and like stand? So so for me, uh, obviously I love the quantum realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, we'll get to that in a second. Obviously I love that. Uh, the tank. The second I saw Scott Lang, <laughs> oh, yeah. the second I saw him like go into the house and he's like sneaking around and he sees the keychain, he sees the tank. I'm like, oh my god, please be an actual yeah. tank, yeah. please yeah. be an actual tank. Candid, yeah, so, I liked yeah. It. so like the like and like I had that thought and then I completely forgot yeah, about it. And then like there he's like in the lab and he's like, oh, I've been shot. Oh, this is oh, this is so tough. And she's like, we're gonna get you out of here. We're gonna have to find a way. And he's like. The tank. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> That's not a keychain. Yes. So, yeah. like, when that, like, comes bursting out Michael of the Douglas, building. man. He was great in that. Oh, my God. I love that. So, that's one of my top moments. Uh, what about you guys? I was surprised at how, tonally, it was a straight-up comedy. And yeah. I usually don't like repetition jokes, but I loved backing up. Just backing up. Yeah. yeah. Backing up. Usually that kind of joke doesn't work for me, but Michael Pena, man, he was just slaying it. Michael Pena as Luis. T.I.'s been in everything this year, and every time he's on screen, I'm so happy. And, like, like, T.I. and Entourage is this part of Entourage. T.I. is just awesome. Yes. T.I., you're my Ben Foster of the week. (laughs) What? (laughs) T.I. Ben Foster's been replaced just this week. Just Just this week. T.I. That's fair. That's fair. Killing it, T.I. Thank you. No, Luis was great. Yeah. Like, and what I loved was that, like, he was, like, he was this criminal who stole, like, he tried to steal, like, a slushy machine or something yeah. like that, right? Yeah. But, like, then he also goes to wine tastings and art museums. He's like, just, he's, like, so many I'm things. into mad like, neo-cubism in the <laughs> He's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah like, like yes. I'm totally into, like, yes. neo-cubism. Like, yes, I'm more Luis, like, we would hang out. Oh. And his, like, his long diet... Oh, uh, before we move on, another favorite moment. Uh, my friend Anna Akana is the first person to ever mention Spider-Man in the Marvel Universe. 
And that makes me so happy that I like I can never be Spider-Man. I'm too old. Uh, I am closer to Spider-Man involvement because my friend was the hot Asian girl at the end that mentioned Spider-Man, and that makes me so happy. So I love Anna. Like, yeah, I've not met her. Oh, Anna's, Anna's the sweetest. I like her work. So, Anna, congrats. That's so cool. She was like, "Yeah, I got a small part," and I'm like, "I expected her to be like Scientist Three, and then right. I waited and waited, and then she said, "Guy who swings." And I was like, "I was wondering this." I was wondering if she was supposed to be Betty Brant. She's writer in the credits. She's writer. <laughs> writer. But yeah. it was it was incredible. I was so excited. So go it, go Anna. This we were talking about this before. Ant Man was sort of the Spider Man movie I wanted. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Now I will say that half of Ant Man does not work for me for various reasons. Yeah. But the other half, man, it is solid and there are lessons the Marvel movies and superhero movies in general can take from this. And I yeah. think mm-hmm. the biggest lesson is how you do a shared universe the right way. Oh, because the Falcon scene... That Falcon, though. That Falcon scene, though. That Falcon scene oh. worked not just because we got to have a fun, note, fun, mm-hmm. not overly... Mm-hmm. Look, at, and heavy look and... at the stubble and the dark grimness and this isn't for kids fight yeah. scene. We had a fun fight scene. That was really yeah. just a skirmish. It made complete sense why they were attacking each yeah. other, but they also didn't go overboard. And that they'd be friends later. And that they'd be yeah. friends later. And it was a way of acknowledging Ant-Man lives in a larger universe with the superheroes. But they did it, they set it up in a way where it made sense that Falcon wouldn't be at the last scene later. Yeah. He doesn't know what's happening. And they were able to address things without having the weight of Avengers yeah. bog down Ant-Man or make him seem unnecessary. And, yeah. and just the way it handles the shared universe. Perfect. That is how you do it. Yeah. And within 30 seconds, it sets up the tone is totally different from anything we've had with Marvel. You know it's a comedy from the get-go. Yeah. As soon yeah. as you meet Michael Penny, is like, my mom died, my dad got deported, but I got this van. Like, as soon as I he got starts the talking, you're like, oh my god, yeah. this movie. Like, it knows what it is. It dove in, and I yeah. love it. Yeah, and it ran with it. It ran with it. It was so good. So and it, good. there were so many Edgar Wright thumbprints on it, which I enjoyed, because yeah. I really, I mean, everyone on the show knows I've been upset that he wasn't on it, but uh, the Cure moment was amazing. The best fight in a long time oh was my, in that briefcase. Oh my God. The that's briefcase one fight of was my incredible. Fa- like, and he's like, I'm going to disintegrate you. Yeah. Disintegration like, the fight by the Cure, fun. yeah. Um, I, I thought tonally some of the action felt off. Like, I was like, I wanted more comedy. And then action would happen to be like, I could use more comedy. Like, it felt a little hodgepodge at points, but I was yeah. way more concerned it would feel more hodgepodge. I thought it was going to be, like, a 60-40 split, but overall, I really enjoyed, like, 80% of the movie. Yeah, yeah. no, it was a I lot was, of fun. Yeah, no, it was so much fun. And, uh, yeah, that, I mean, that felt, like, the, the Falcon thing, like, just, it killed me because it was, like... He took he he took down an Avenger and he took down an Avenger and he using his power. Taking heavy Avengers and he intelligently see this is the other thing. thing. Like, this it was is the other thing. Do it. Yeah, right. We've talked about this before. Yeah. I really want superhero movies to focus like superhero comics do on the fact that it's battles can't always be won by hitting until you're done hitting. Yeah, they have to be won creatively because mm-hmm. then you're really showcasing. Why the hero is the hero? Beyond yeah, because it's not just a guy in a suit. The guy knows, and it's not just might makes right. right. It's not just the strongest person gets to win. You know, it, he and, outsmarted in that moment an Avenger and won, yeah. and yeah. then he I came mean, back and was like, "I fought an Avenger. I love it." And talk yeah. about like a plight of the nerd. Like that's like the nerd's plight. Yeah. Like we're nerds. We're not going to overpower anybody. Dude, like Paul Rudd we was love. incredible. I, I, I am in no way a gay man, but 
I was in love with yeah, him. I was, was like, yeah. yep, yep, no, I'm on board. I'm on board. I will do whatever you want, yeah. Yeah. Paul Rudd. Like, it was and see, yeah. and see, it's, Baskin Robbins always finds out. Bas- yeah. Baskin Robbins yeah, always like, finds out. Talk about charisma. <laughs> talk about charisma. That guy just like just oozed it. Like the second he came on screen, I was like, yes, Paul Rudd, yeah. whatever you want. Like, yeah. And I felt that, but I didn't feel that way with Corey Stoll. I, I like Corey Stoll a lot. And, and, yeah, and that, someone, was my, that was just, my negative. Someone just brought that up as well, that, that Corey Stoll was the problem. And, and I've heard that Corey Stoll is actually upset. Because they cut some stuff, I imagine. That they, they cut out quite a bit. Because he was only crazy. Really? They were like, yeah. the pen particles are making and him this crazy. Is, He's so, only So now crazy. this is the half that didn't work for me. And it's mm-hmm. two, it's two, it works in two major uh, parts. One is that the villain is really one-dimensional. And this is a problem we Hyper keep seeing. one-dimensional. We keep seeing this in Marvel over and over again. They're not giving us really good villains. It's, Loki has been kind of like the Loki's only one. Loki's been a standout. And Ultron was at least fun. But... Yeah. But, you know, everyone else is just... The, the most interesting villain other than Loki has been Robert Redford's character in Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fair. Because at least we saw his point of view. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. We, and we understood where he was coming Which from. He, and wasn't, he wasn't fun, right. but But it, everyone it else is just across yeah. the board evil. Now, with Red Skull, that can work because he's a damn Nazi. Yeah. But... Bad as evil as again. Right. But with, like, Malekith... With with uh, yeah, whiplash, and whiplash uh, with uh, uh, Justin Adrian Hammer, Kildrich. like they Kildrich. all just growl. They're, and... Yeah, they're all just mustache twirling. Guy. Yeah, they're black hats. Yeah, and and it's really lame. We can do better, especially when you have someone as talented as, as Corey Stoll. Corey Stoll, he's such he's a, good, a great actor, and he can yeah. do such subtle acting. Yeah, mm. you watch one episode of House of Cards, you can see so much emotion so good. in him, so, so many good. layers. And there were moments and, where you could see them directing him wrong. Yes, yes, and so that, and along with that, uh, for the same thing with Hope and women in general in the movie, were treated so lazily. It was yeah. everything was the most generic thing you could it do. Really was with a woman in an action film. We 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 saw the fiance of Scott's ex wife more, more than we, than saw, we her. saw her. Yeah, we that saw her in like two or three scenes. She is just treated as an obstacle. She's not a character. Yeah, and likewise, Hope Van Dyne is initially an obstacle, and then she falls into that trope of. I'm kind of a uh, mean, not, not humorless. I'm kind of a humorless businesswoman, um, like so many humorless action heroes who are women in in media. She's like got the father figure who's an authority type, but no mother, and it's just this trope we keep seeing over and over again. On top of that, the whole thing of not knowing how her mother died or yeah. disappeared. There is no story reason. Or logical reason for her to be lied to about that for two decades. Yeah, uh, it's, a few years sh- certainly. But when she's, I could understand if she was fourteen, maybe, and then like, yeah. you know, not like but, a businesswoman, but like, like freaking twenty. It's been twenty-five years. They mentioned that she's been that lied to Paul about Rudd this line, though. It, I gotta say, no, no one else could have delivered that but Paul Rudd. But yeah. see, you could have had other reasons for to them being moment. estranged. Oh, absolutely. You could have even had, frankly, Janet and and Hank be divorced as they are in the comics. Right. Yeah. But. Even beyond that, if you do for some reason need to have Janet lost in the quantum realm, um, which I don't think you do, uh, but you you still could have had this where it just made no sense to me that he's also blaming himself so much. It's like, look, you're yeah. really sort of robbing her of the fact of like, mom died a hero. Mom made a decision yeah. and was awesome and rocked out. And you're well, letting she your- even says that. She says... This isn't your fault. She made right. her choice. But at the you know? same time, she's sort of forgiving him instead of pointing out 
it made no sense yeah. for you to lie to me about this for 25 years. Yeah. There, well, she is, does say that. She says, well, I just don't understand why it took you so long. But she doesn't make a big deal out of it. And then Paul Rudd interrupts exactly. the moment. Like, there's a difference. Like, she's not acknowledging, like, it really doesn't make any sense. She, she's just saying, like, no, I would have understood. Like, no, this is beyond that. This is weird. It's a, it's bad storytelling. And uh, you have to make her interesting beyond her relationships with other men. Yes, Rob Nips. You have to. Yeah. And the thing is, Hope has all the potential to be interesting beyond. And we. And, and I hope they get that next because the, the last credit the credit scene gives the a lot last, of hope. And that's, yeah. and that's nice, but I, I'm sick of saying I hope we see more of it next. And right, I hope we see more of it I later. Yeah. You know, it's just you could have had this be that she's the one doing the main, that she is getting into the Wasp suit and she's going to do the main plan. But the fact is. They still need Scott because she's not a heist person. Mm -hmm. She doesn't think that way. Yeah. So you still could have had Scott be necessary without her being told time and time again for lame reasons that she has to be in the sidelines because she's something to be protected because she's too valuable because she can't, you know, it's, it, none of the reasons really worked there. Yeah. It was really lame and just put her in a generic role in an action film. Yeah. They handled stature really well, though. Oh I'm my like, god. No, Cass- and that's the thing. Cassie, like I said, what the movie does right, it, it does, does really so like right. Cassie, Cassie was incredible. That is Cassie's some awesome. of the greatest little kid casting. Yeah, like, she was so good. Every time she was on, she stole the... She yeah, stole, she was she stole it. It was dude. so good. And, and I loved it. And how fantastic is it that this is a movie that satirizes the disaster porn we see in other superhero oh, movies. I loved it. I by loved having it. the model city yeah, be destroyed. Be this big. And it was just this big. No one's dying, but no you still get the gratuitous city-destroying Brilliant. scene. And at the same time, I cared about that scene more than oh, I cared about Sokovia. The stakes yeah. were actually the, high. The stakes were personal. Wait, are yeah, you guys talking yeah. about the, the very end? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. bedroom? And in the oh, bedroom. So good. And in, in what is the battle for Right, right, right. And and the the whole thing is that you made us care about Scott and his family enough. Yeah, that that, that well, we, the, the stakes were high. The, the stakes the stakes were high, but they were also personal. They were personal, exactly high stakes. And, you were rooting for Scott yeah. Lang to get to Scott to Lang not only like himself. You're, like, you're rooting, rooting for Scott like, Lang. Yeah, you're rooting for Scott Lang to get to mend this relationship. Right, and then the relationship is threatened by the big bad guy, and now you're like, no, screw you. Yeah, he's gonna kick your ass, and I can't wait to watch it. And then on top of that, it didn't destroy an entire city. They Did destroyed the like Corey part Stoll of never showed training at all. And then Corey Stoll just had all the abilities. In we could nit- like we could nitpick all sorts of stuff. No, in fact, that like, was my first thought I, at all. When I saw this, saw it the second time, I was like, wait, he hasn't had any training at all. And Scott Lang, but because he just learned who, how to shrink a human. Who cares? Okay, I was just who cares? Me also, no, I get it. I get it. I'm there with you. But the movie worked so, so well in I so did. many other ways, with the exception of like, I wish that they had treated Hope a little bit better, mm-hmm. better, uh, just period. just better. Like, period. She's she's not. Other than that, well. I lo- like I put this very easily in like one of my top six. Like it's in my top six. I think it's you six. know, like the, it's so good. It. I mean, I mean, I, this hat. this this storytelling was more solid in this than Iron Man three, mm-hmm. than Iron Man two, than Ultron. Like it's just it it had a it had a straight character arc. It had a straight through storyline, and that worked. Now again, it has it absolutely has flaws, and I don't think we should ignore those. Almost because every single we, film is going to have flaws. But even though. beyond that, but, like these are these are things that we we know better by now. We've known better for years by now. Yeah, and it's really lame that we're still doing this. Um, you know, we this, it's not it's not a new thing of like oh we, this is a trope we don't know. Yeah, we we know about this for years now. Let's let's get we should be better than this, uh, but. Like I said, like on the whole, really fun. 
And yeah. and the fact that, you know, you have people excited for an Ant-Man battle. And and going back yeah. to that, there are so many superhero movies that I think I think they because it's a movie, you think, well, the stakes have to be a certain level. Mm-hmm. And so Spider-Man is always saving the city mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. destruction. Or, you know, Batman, like, all of Gotham will die in nuclear fire if you don't. This was and, a model city. And this was, yes, there is the, the overlying threat of the Yellow Jacket, what mm-hmm. that will mean for warfare. Mm-hmm. But the real stakes that. are Cassie and Scott. Yeah. And and, and, and that the family dynamic, yeah. And, and Van Dyne. And I think they need to remember, more superhero movies need to remember, that works. It's personal stakes. Dread was just... It wasn't, you know, this all of Mega City will die mm-hmm. if we don't. No, it's Dredd and Anderson will die. Yeah. If they don't save the day. And that was enough. Yeah. You can do that. Because yeah. you invest in your hero instead exactly. of investing in an exactly. imaginary well, city. So, going, yeah. going, going back to the Wasp, uh, I mean, Marvel clearly has more plans for her. Like, they have yeah, the suit clearly. for her. But we also know yeah. she's not going to be in, in Civil War. But she was originally uh, slated to be in it. And the original right. was like some her. of the... But they didn't want to waste her. So I but do see, think even that, that is, is sort of a lame thing to me. It's like, what's it waste? Wasting to like, I have think her because appear. they want to have her like have a dramatic a, entrance, have a bigger powerful, entrance, have a. But more then we could have just done that here. Could have, but didn't. You know, so it's again, uh, it's like they keep they keep giving reasons for forestalling Captain Marvel, for forestalling Wasp, for forestalling Black Panther. And I'm just like, guys, it's it's been like nine movies now, like. Get the fuck off. Yeah, well, may, maybe it's the uh, board of directors and Marvel's trying to prove that there's a market for these people. I don't know. I'm trying to yeah. trust them. I'm trying to give them the benefit of no, the doubt. They're I don't doing know. good work in general. I'm yeah. just saying, like, I'm also not going to ignore, like, things that, that are coming off lazy. Uh, now, I do want to point out that there was the uh, the Garrett Morris cameo, which was great. Yeah, it was fantastic. That was so fun. Yes, that. Garrett uh, Morris, SNL cast. He was part of the original primetime, not yeah. ready for primetime players. 1979, yeah. they did a uh, superhero dinner party where he he was Ant Man. Yeah, that's the was, whole re- he was the guy in the taxi cab. If you yeah, guys missed it, so good. Yeah, Margot Kidder was in that episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where Lois Lane and Bill Murray was Superman, and uh, Dan Aykroyd was Flash, and yeah. they all make fun of Ant Man because he's like the super lame one. Uh, so, uh, and we want to talk about the quantum realm real fast. Uh, there, that is that's going to be setting up all of Phase Three, like all the really yeah. weird new. That, that's just going to be weird stuff. Well, you can easily... So, I mean, this is their fancy name for the microverse, and yeah. really a more accurate name for what it would be. My yeah. only negative on the film... I just have one. I... And I'm, I'm in the minority. I hated the post credit scene involving Cap and Falcon. I thought yeah. it was a huge It was just kind of lame. It, well, it negated the all the stakes from... Winter Soldier, and then leading into Age of Ultron. I love the scene in Age of Ultron where they're like, "Yeah, we're hunting him," and it's like it's a little. And then you feel these like incredible stakes, and then w- those stakes are resolved by showing him in like a vice thing in a basement, just like I, I, out. I found him. Well, yeah, I, like I will that. say, like it felt like wait, the uh, Winter Soldier fell victim to a vice grip. Yeah, like what, what, what was he reaching for? A Twinkie in the other side of the wall? Like it just felt <laughs> so contrived. It felt such like a bad comic in a in a comic book in the bad sense, like a yeah. Batman and Robin moment in a really good movie yeah. really affected me, and I loved the movie. It it's in my top five. I just that was my only negative. Yeah. So All right. Sorry. We do need to start wrapping up. So uh, I will say that we chose our our top five for what is Ant Man Scott Lang's favorite thing to steal from a picnic. Uh, that is uh, Ron Pickles uh, Schlemmer said Janice restraining order. Uh, Daniel Ibe strawberry uh, strawberries because he's getting ready to jam uh, this opening weekend. This was a couple weeks ago. Uh, Connor Brown a club sandwich because he feels left out of it. 
He feels left out of the club. <laughs> uh, Jasper Elwes uh, says, Our hearts. Uh, also coy for Panda Pool and Deadpool 2. Uh, and Justin James uh, says, Any and all booze from the picnic basket. You know he's got to keep his aunts happy. One bottle of beer and the entire colony could party for a month. So... Those are our top five. They're going to be up for you guys to vote on. Uh, we'll go over that next week, and uh, the winner will get two uh, free tickets to Wizard World. I've got so. one more I need to shout out. Oh, Question shout out. Question of the week from three weeks ago. This gentleman, Fajito247, wrote on YouTube, uh, What would Ant-Man take to a picnic? Ant-Man would shrink so he would be undetected while extracting the last beer out of the cooler. While carrying his prize away with much delight, Ant-Man is suddenly stopped as he feels an unknown force pulling the beer in the opposite direction. He turns around to witness his opponent with their hand grasped at the other end of the bottle. Ant-Man, with a disgruntled leer, has come face to face with the one and only person who dares to defy him. Drunk Koi. So, Vegeta 247, I just gotta say that you were watching me on Saturday. And I appreciate you writing about it. <laughs> see, see, that's how. That's all you have to do. It's like we don't want to waste them. Well, when not give them a dramatic entrance, just write something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this guy wrote some great thing. Yeah, yeah. I love you, yeah. If you don't want to waste Thanks, it, Gito. don't waste yeah. it. Write a dramatic <laughs> scene. Uh, and uh, real quick, uh, shout out to Eric Sabio. It is his uh, birthday. Yeah. On, uh, today. What, what up, Eric? So uh, uh, he says he loves the excitement that we bring to the coverage. I and see what you X, did there. Like, I uh, see X-Men. what you did. So, My birthday is in January, so you're not special. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Mine's in, in October. Does that make me more special? No, because it's coming up. No. I still have to look forward to. No. All right. Uh, and I got my iTunes shoutouts. Oh, do them real, real fast. We got to wrap up. Okay. So tough soldier, uh, MP six pack, reformed Baptist. Funny name. Love uh, it. Spawn the Gambit. Interesting. Uh, Diggs. What are you reading? I'm, I'm not kidding. That's that's what. Diggs. No, that's really it. Wow, man, that's yeah. real life. Uh, so yeah, I want to shout out you guys. You guys are awesome. Thanks for uh, thanks for shouting out. And um, I guess that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I do want to oh, go back. Oh, Johnny to- C. Cross. You said it. yes for a shout. Johnny yeah. C. Blaze is always like you know putting yeah. in a good name. Uh, is that your is that your pick for the week, uh, Captain Marvel? I mean, yeah, there's so many good ones. Captain like, Marvel and the Carol Corps is freaking awesome. Uh, A-Force has A- been A-Force great. is fun. Uh, I'm not just saying that because I, I know the people writing it. Like, these are really solid books. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about there's 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 a nostalgic mourning period in having been there when Ultimate Marvel began and now watching it And now it watching end. it end, yep. So yep. It's, it's... I have to say, I... I I'm actually enjoying the tie-ins more than the main Civil uh, Secret War series. Really? Oh man, I am loving the Secret Wars. I think Secret Wars is series. interesting, but the the tie-ins are just they're the tie-ins are great. It. They're that, so like, good. Even 1872, the ones I expected nothing out of, are killing yeah. it. Fun. Like, everything right now yeah. in the tie-ins is yeah. great. It's all great. Uh, so I'm sorry that we didn't get a chance to talk as much about the quantum realm as we wanted to. Uh, we're running out of time, but if you guys will tweet at uh, tweet at me at the Matt Key, I'll give you my personal opinions on everything. If you guys have specific questions, uh, but we've got to wrap it up. That's our show. Thanks for joining us. Uh, do you guys have any final thoughts? I'll do my comic stuff on Twitter because I want to tell you guys some comics. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. ask so, me if you want to know what comics you like. Yeah. Come, come and play with us on Twitter later today and tomorrow. Yeah, you can reach out to me on Twitter at Sizzler Kissler. I'm going to be doing the DC show today as well. Nice. And, uh, oh yeah, I've got my podcast rocking out, Crazy Six of Geeks. You can find it on iTunes. We've got a couple episodes up. It just rebooted this month. And uh, we are on SoundCloud. So nice. Crazy Six of Geeks. On SoundCloud. And and this week's episode is me talking to an attorney about some of the legal ethics oh, of, that's awesome. of Daredevil that's really in cool. the comics. Uh, well, uh, 
I, I don't have anything to talk about except uh, come play with me on Twitter and talk to me about Doctor Strange stuff. Uh, uh, my my Twitter thing came back, and then also uh, they changed my name on Amazon from Koi Jandro to Cory Jandro. So yeah. now I have a slew of fake oh news. To, the internet is just more fake news than you. real me. It's just a struggle. Uh, well, uh, we want to give our a special thanks to our prize, prize sponsor, Wizard World Conventions, where pop culture comes to life. Uh, they're in Richmond, Virginia next week. Uh, then they go to Chicago August 20th through the 23rd. And then they're in San Jose September 4th, 5th, and 6th. So plenty of great uh, places. And it's uh, covering uh, all the coasts, I think. Uh, uh, so uh, plenty of places to go. Please do not forget to subscribe, subscribe to our show on iTunes, Marvel Movie News. Rate us and leave us a comment. And Koi will read your name if you give us five stars. Uh uh, find us on YouTube, like us, subscribe uh, through the Popcorn Talk Network. Um, if you you know comment and thumbs us up, it keeps us coming back to you. Please also find us on Facebook forward slash Marvel News Show, uh, and you can find us on Twitter at Marvel News PTN. Uh, I'm Matt Key at the Matt Key. I'm Alan Kistler at Sizzler Kistler. I'm Koi Jandro at C O Y J A N D R E A U. And uh, make sure you tweet at Meredith that you missed her and tell her to get better. And that's our show. See you next week, guys. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. Views expressed herein are those of the hosts only, and not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.